0: Father, into your presence we come. You are holy, you are righteous, you are great, greater than all, as the Lord Jesus Christ said. We thank you for another opportunity come together with the brethren and to break bread to open the scriptures. Thank you for giving us understanding of your word and the counsels of God. The humble heart we come to receive the engrafted word of God with all meekness as sincere babes desiring the milk of the word that we may grow by. Precious Spirit of God bring illumination and light to our darkness, to our path as we share the word of God, use my mouth, my mind, to reveal the truths, the truths which liberate men. Thank you for the anointing of God's Spirit to teach. Even as the word said, ye have an unction from the Holy One, and it teaches you all things And thank you that we are being taught this evening by the Lord. We bless you, dear Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Good evening. How are you? You good? I'm I'm glad, I'm glad. Uh, Nice to see you again. Bless God. We're continuing with our Bible series. Uh, I believe we were busy with Revelation chapter 1. Verse five. But first, let let us digress and um, read Genesis, Genesis chapter three, please. There's something strange that is going on in our world today surrounding the the word of god surrounding the scriptures something strange is happening and i i think it's important that i highlight this deception that is gaining a foothold in the minds of many brethren in Christendom. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 please. Hallelujah. While we read this, I, I want you to if you have a pen near you, or you have um, maybe somewhere you can write on your phone, I'm going to ask you several questions, and I want you to write down the answers on maybe at the back of your Bible or a notepad or on the side. I, I I want I want to show you something without the word of god we are nothing without the word of god we are nothing god without his word is nothing I'll repeat that statement again. Without the word of God, we are nothing. Without His word, God Himself cannot be God. The entirety of the infallibility or or inerrancy or the perfection of God is hinged or totally relies upon His Word being perfect. If God's Word is not perfect, God is not God. Do you understand what I'm saying? If God's word is not perfect in its expression, in its delivery, in its integrity, in its preservation, then God is not God. He says, Thou, O Lord, have exalted Thy word above all thy name. In other words, the importance of God's word or the preservation of His integrity is more important to God than his reputation. So, if there's going to be a questioning of the legitimacy of God's word, automatically that casts a shadow on God. I want us to read something, and I want us I want you to see something here about the modus operandi behind satanic deception, how it infiltrates and gains roots within the minds of men. Because you, you will understand what is going on in our world today and, and why is there a shifting away from the scriptures Genesis chapter 1 I mean chapter 3 verse 1 and then I'm going to ask you several questions now the serpent was more subtle the serpent was more subtle. He was crafty. He was crafty than any other beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Hath God said, If, if we read, let us read it, Matthew chapter four. Matthew chapter, chapter four, verse three. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, Let us read um, uh, chapter 3. Let's read chapter 3, verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son. This voice is speaking from heaven. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And when the tempter came, he said unto him, let's read chapter four. He said, If thou be the son of God, notice, The tempter does not question the descent of the spirit. He's not saying if the spirit descended upon you. He's not asking if the spirit is in you. He's tempting him by a question. If you are the son of God, He says to the woman, hath God really said? Did God really say? So we see that the modus of Arandi or really the mandate of satanic deception is to twist the word of God. Is to twist what God said to his own ends. Follow me. So Satan's number one job is to try and, as much as possible to twist the word of God because if he can succeed in the revision of the word of God, because he does not come with God's word, he comes with the revised word. He comes with the revised word. He does not come with God's original word. God said to Adam and Eve, The day you eat, you you shall die. And the devil said, It is not so. For God knoweth that if you shall eat, you shall be like unto him. He twisted the word and he revised the scriptures. When he said to Jesus to throw himself down, because the Scripture said, "He giveth his angels uh, charge over ye, lest ye dash your food. He says, and 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 Satan said, Satan says, let's read it. And he said unto him, If be if thou be the son of God, verse six, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down for it is written, this is Satan, he shall give his angel charge concerning thee in their hands, they shall bear thee up lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Now, when you read that, it looks like what the scripture says, but it is revised. There's a detail that he is removed. Let's read a Psalm From where it is extrapolated. Psalm chapter. Hallelujah. Chapter 91. Verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over thee. Keep thee in all thy ways. Read read Matthew. And he said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee concerning thee. Where is to keep thee in all thy ways? Where is it? mutilated the scripture he mutilated the scripture he took out a detail in the scripture that is mutilation L- let me show you john there is a law in the spirit concerning the scriptures john chapter 10 please John Chapter Ten Hallelujah Hallelujah No, 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 John Chapter, John Chapter Eight, please. John chapter 8, verse 47. He that is of God, heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not because ye are not of God. So there's a law concerning the scripture that if you are of God, you will hear the words of God. If you are not of him, you will not hear the words. Which means God's words are given to his people. And it is his responsibility to ensure the preservation of those words. If you read Psalm chapter 12, he says, thou shalt preserve them from generation to generation. It is the responsibility of God to preserve those words from generation to generation. I want to show you something else again Hallelujah Hallelujah Glory to God Read John Chapter 10 please John chapter 10 Verse 34 Verse 33 says the Jews answered him saying for good work we stone thee not but for blasphemy and because that thou being a man maketh thyself God. And Jesus answered them is it not written in your law I said ye are gods. And if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came. Listen to what Jesus says next. And the scripture Cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. It cannot be broke. The scripture cannot. It is a law. Look what Satan does, he mutilates the word. He revises the word. Why is he doing that? He does that because if, oh Lord God, hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Let's, Let's read Matthew please. Matthew chapter five, verse 18. Verse 17 says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto thee, Till heaven and earth pass, One jot or one tittle Shall in no wise pass from the law Till all is fulfilled. He says, To the finest of details. To the finest of details. God. His word. Will be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word shall remain. Now, what is happening now in our world is, first, let me ask you this question. And I I want you to write it down, right? It's a yes or no answer. Do you believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God? Be as honest and truthful, okay? Question number two. Do you believe that the Bible is a perfect book? Do you believe that there are errors in the Bible? Final question. Do you believe that God is able to preserve and to give us a perfect book? Now, if All those things you answered was yes. Well done. But now, here comes a tricky question and I asked someone this yesterday. I said, I asked them, I said, do you believe the Bible is the word of God? Yes. Do you believe the Bible is perfect? They said, yes. And then I asked them a question. If the Bible you have right now is the only book, the only knowledge you had about God, would it be enough? If you did not know any Greek, any Hebrew, and the Bible in your hand is all that you have, would it be enough? The person said to me, but no, you know that... uh, there are things that were removed in the Bible. There were books and scriptures that were removed in the Bible. And then I asked them if that's the case, then the Bible is not the word of God. Then the Bible is not the word of God. Because for the word or for the Bible to be the word of God, it must be a perfect book. God promised a perfect book. That's what God promised us. He promised us a perfect book in the common language of our time. And this God who created the universe Do you think it is a hard thing for him to preserve his word for us and to translate his word to us in its perfection? Do you think that's impossible? Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds, but by every word of God, right? But by every word of God. If you read every other modern translation, they do not add by every word of God. It's not there. It's it's what I just read you now. How Satan omitted, removed a detail in the scriptures. He omitted, he mutilated the scripture. The scripture which cannot be broken. Now, I ask you, if the Word or if the Holy Bible is the inspired Word of God, then there must be a perfect book in which God has chosen to preserve His words to us. The Bible says, no prophecy is without private interpretation, but holy man moved by the Holy Ghost, moved by the Holy Ghost, prophesied, wrote these things. Can I show you something? Galatians, Galatians Chapter Three Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 3, follow me, verse 6. Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham. Read verse 8. And the scripture foreseeing The scripture foreseeing. Now, there was no scripture when God was talking to Abraham, was giving him the promises. There was no scripture. Genesis was written by Moses and it was written... 400 to 500 years after Adam's life. Yet the Bible is telling us that the interaction of the operation of God with Adam was foreseen by the scripture. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen. The scripture. The scripture. It doesn't say God. He says the scripture foreseeing what God was going to do. Let's read Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9. Hallelujah. Whew. Romans I'm. Romans chapter 9, verse 16. So then, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that sheweth mercy. Verse 17. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee and that my name might be declared throughout. He says, the scripture. Moses did not give Pharaoh a scripture. There was no scripture when Moses was speaking to Pharaoh. Yet, yet, yet God leaves this detail for us to tell us the scripture. The, the, the Greek word for there for scripture is graphé is document that there was a scripture given unto Pharaoh concerning the purposes of God. So we cannot, praise the Lord, we cannot undermine the importance of the hallowing of the of the respect for the scriptures, and in trying to access knowledge and gain knowledge, derail, subtract, or add to the scriptures. Oh my Lord, hmm. um, I I, I want to show you something else, um. Um, Roman Chapter Sixteen, Verse Twenty Five. There is a movement of deception. It's subtle. The Bible says that the, 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 the serpent is subtle. There's a movement that is very subtle. When you read your Bible that Jesus is Lord, you did not read that Yeshua or Yahuwah Is Lord, you did not read that. You you read Jesus is Lord and you knew to whom it was referring to. You cannot now say that the Bible is wrong for calling Jesus Jesus and not Yahuwah or Yeshua. What you are doing is that you are trying to change the scripture. How many people have called on Jesus and were saved? How many people have called on his name and were delivered and were healed? No, Jesus is not English. And Jesus was Aramaic. Listen to me, my brothers and my sisters. We are not Jews. We are Gentiles. In the year 1611, the King James Bible was finished. The transliteration of the Bible was completed in the year 1611. In the year 1590s, the press, the printing press in in the Renaissance era was available. And at that time, you could print. And it so happened that the King James Bible was finished in a time where the technology, not only to print the scriptures in the common language, but distribute it worldwide, was, there is no way you can say it is a coincidence. That the the same era in which the technology, the printing technology, the publication technology existed that god would raise up man to translate the holy word of god the bible the scriptures and i, I will take time and, and 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 show you where really the the translation of the Bible comes from it, comes from manuscripts that were used. We'll, we'll discuss that, but I, I, I want to show you the providence of God in, in, in and the beauty in us having a Bible produced in the same era in which the printing press existed, the technology came, the most read. Bible in the whole world, the most read translation of the Bible in the whole world is the King James Bible. And I believe after doing my study and after doing my research, I believe that the King James Bible is the preserved word of God in our common language or in the common language of the time. I believe it. Because the purity of the communication of God's word, the respect was preserved. Every modern translation of the Bible today either omits, mutilates, subtracts, detracts from the scriptures, just like the devil did. Is it no wonder today that we have such an abundance of translations? Why? Why? And these modern translators say, no, we we have better manuscripts. And we are, <laughs> oh my goodness. And what is happening in the body of Christ now is that we have itching ears. And we are beginning to heap up teachings Teachers and doctrines that have no foundation in, in, in the purity of the scripture. My brothers and my sisters, may God help us. May God help us because deception has risen. And you know what is the deception? To twist what God said. has God really said. To try and change what the word of God says. And the last thing we are told in the scripture. Listen to the last thing we are told in the scripture. In Revelation chapter 22. Listen to the last thing we are told. Verse 18. The very last thing. The very last warning we are given. Which means when the scriptures were written, they were written with the idea that the Spirit of God knew. Oh, hallelujah. He knew that the scripture, the content of the scripture, of the entirety of the Word of God would be preserved. And that there will come a time in the future. There will come a time, especially toward the end, where the Word of God, will undergo great trial, where man will seek to twist, to corrupt, to subtract, and to add to the word of God. If he's saying no man should add, which means that God, in his mind, has given us a body of literature, of of scripture, documents, that should be kept as... He presented it. Otherwise, he, he would not even purport to say if any man adds or subtracts, if there isn't a perfect book. If there isn't a perfect book, then we can add, then we can subtract. Then we can come up with new variations and shifts, structures of meanings in words just because we say the Greek says so or the Hebrew says so. Then why do we omit? Why are there distinctions, variations? The same variation we see when Satan meets Jesus and he tells him, about the angels, he leaves out a portion. Why do we see such variations in today's translations? In today's translations of scripture? It's because there is a conspiracy to cast shadow upon God. If God's word is not perfect, then God is not a perfect God. If the scriptures are not perfect, then God cannot be trusted. God cannot be trusted. And do you think God in his sovereignty would not ensure that he gives us a perfect book in the common language of our time? Is is he he able to keep you from falling, yet unable to preserve his words? The words of the Lord are pure. The words of the Lord are perfect. Thou shalt preserve them from generation to generation. Why am I discussing this with you, my beloved brothers and sisters? So that you can treasure the word of God. We live in a generation that does not treasure the word. That does not value the word. We live in a generation that questions the inerrancy of the word of God. A generation that questions the scriptures, the Bible. Deception has gained roots within our minds and we don't even know it. The Bible says, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And then you find one sex said, Don't call him Jesus. He is not Jesus. Because his name has been, has been removed. Jesus in Acts chapter 9 said, when Paul asked him, Who art thou, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. There was obviously they were talking Aramaic. Obviously, he was saying he's uh, Yahuwah. He was talking Aramaic. But in the Greek, is Jesus, which is translated in Latin, Jesus. And he's not going to get offended because you call him Jesus. Satan, like he did to Eve, is bringing us to a place where we question the word of god did god really say did god really say did god really say is this really so so that we can do what we can now start to refer to extra biblical knowledge extra biblical information So that our foundation is not the word of God. But you read. But you read the words of Jesus. You read the gospels. And every time he says. It is written. 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 It is written hallelujah. It is written. It is written. He never deviated from the scriptures. When he dealt with Satan, he told him it is written. When he dealt with the Pharisees, he told him it is written. When he dealt with the men of his age, he told him it is written. In the scriptures, he did not quote a man of God. He did not quote a theologian because the Bible was not written for theologians. The Bible was not written for theologians. God did not expect a man to have theological background in order for him to hear and understand and stand on the word of God. Talk about humanetics, exegesis. Why? We are deviating from the simplicity of the gospel. We are deviating. Hallelujah. It is written. It is written. 69 times in the New Testament. It is written. If the Word of God is not perfect, if the Holy Bible is not perfect, what foundation do we have to stand upon? What foundation do we have to stand upon? He's always trying to tell us, no, that's not what God meant. That's not, Listen, that's what Satan did to Eve. God didn't mean it that way. God didn't say it that way. you have a responsibility to the defense of the truth. Because if there's any error in the Bible, it did not come from the God of truth. Because God is truth and in Him, there is no lie. The scriptures are the most and only truthful book in the whole universe. I don't, I don't think you heard me. The holy scriptures are the most truthful book, the most perfect book in the entire creator universe. And me and you must make sure irrespective of who deviates, irrespective of who is deceived, you stand on what is written. You stand on what is written. On what is written, the holy word of God. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It is harder to believe the inspiration of the Bible than it is for us to believe its preservation. In other words, it should be easier for us to believe in the preserved word of God. And I believe with all my heart that the word of God is given to us in the King James 1611 is God's preserved word to us. I believe it. I believe it. Why are scriptures being removed? Why are scriptures being being mutilated? This is what the, Gnosti- the, the Gnostics used to do. Jesus said, I hate the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. That's what they used to do. They took it upon themselves to remove the scriptures. And that's what they're doing. Because if you remove the scripture, the integrity of the scripture, then you can change the religion. You can change the religion. Did God really say? Hath God really said? He said it. But he's still asking. If you are the son of God, He's not asking, are you you really a Christian? Satan has never questioned you on whether or not you have the Holy Spirit. But on whether or not God said what he said. And we are seeing it in our generation today. He said, he that keeps my words, keeps my words. Implying that there will come a time where it will be difficult to preserve, to keep, to protect, to guard the words. I ask a question. If that book was the only thing you knew about the knowledge of God, And of his Christ. Would it be enough? If you did not know any Greek, any Hebrew, any theology, if you did not know any of those things, and all you had was the scriptures given in your hand, would it be enough? If it's not enough, then the thing in your hand is not the word of God. Do you you get it? Do do, do you understand it? If it is not enough, if, if you need something else to lean on, then what you have is not the word of God. And you should really, as the apostle Paul said, introspect, Examine yourself to see whether you are really in the faith. Because if God cannot give us a perfect book, it's difficult for us to believe in a perfect God. But thank God he gave us a perfect book. men are changing scriptures today to suit them can, can, can let's read something can, can we read something um Timothy hallelujah Ooh. Timothy second Timothy chapter 4. Verse 2 Preach the word. Preach the word. Don't, Don't preach theology. Preach the word. Don't preach opinions. Preach the word. Don't preach Greek. Don't preach Hebrew. Preach the word. Don't preach your opinions preach the word some people think you need a degree in order for you to understand the word of god yeah we we are we are all of all people miserable because the bible was written for the common people it was written to those who are his for those who are his preach the word Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. When you will say, call on Jesus. And say, no, no, no. I call on Yahweh. That is not the name given by which man must be saved. I call on Yeshua. What's the difference? Because the very same word, the very same word, translated, Yahuwah or Yeshua is Joshua. Is the word Joshua. So if I say to you, Jesus is Joshua. Will you agree? Because it's the same word that translated. It's the same word, Joshua. It's the same word. You will find a great strengthening of faith when you allow the perfect law of God. The Bible says, he that continues in the perfect law of liberty. That's the word of God. The perfect law of liberty. You will find freedom. Because a time, he says, will come when they will not endure. They will not bear some doctrine." But after their own lusts shall they heap up to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and turn unto mystos, fables the word they're fables in the greek is mythos they will turn unto mythos it's, it's it's stories it's it's its fantasies its fictions its myths and the bible says don't bother yourself with genealogies that lead to much questioning that's what the bible says and fable myths Because they they lead astray from the truth. What I meet according to the word of God are things which are not substantiated in the scriptures. They are not substantiated in the word of God. But watch thou in all things. So you have a responsibility, my brother and my sister, to keep his word. keep his word. And this book that is authored by the Holy Spirit, God is able to give you understanding. If you rely on him, he will teach you. If you rely on him, he will guide you. He will gu- If you rely solely on him, he's the author of the book The Bible says he breathed upon them and he opened their understanding to the scriptures. He will do the same. These are men that read the scriptures, but their understanding was closed. But the Bible says he breathed on them and they had understanding. The same thing will happen to you. If you rely on him, he has given us of his spirit to guide us into all truth. Jesus, in John chapter 17, he says, Thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. So the Spirit is there to guide us into all the word. All the word. All the word. All the dimensions of the reality of the word. We don't need to change, mutilate, add, or subtract. It is enough just as it is. Just as it is. God's perfect book. God's perfect book. It is either perfect or not. It is either inspired or not. And it is, it is my desire and it has grown stronger and stronger in recent times to see the word of God taught in its puberty. Unadulterate. Paul says, we are not those who corrupt the word of God. You know what other translations say? They say paddle. Paddle. Every other translation says paddle. Paddle the word of God. Corrupt. Men are corrupting the word of God. The other day we were watching with uh, Michael, we were looking and a man of God was quoting a scripture that was not in in the Bible. Omitting certain portions of the Bible to suit His narrative. It is dangerous, my brothers my sisters. We are not lords unto ourselves. We are not gods unto ourselves. To add and subtract means that we are making ourselves like unto God. And that's what Satan has been trying to do. Let's read one last scripture and then I'll release you. Psalm 19, please. Hallelujah. Verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the heart. The fee of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More, more, the word of God is more to be desired. Are they than gold? Yeah, than much fine gold. More to be desired. Have a fellowship with the word. Have a fellowship with the scriptures. Have it. He says, They are sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. And in keeping them, in keeping them, there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me, therefore. From secret faults, just to keep them. You see? Do you see that? By them is thy servant warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. By keeping them, by keeping them, there is great reward. There it is, beloved. Upholding. 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 The scriptures. Let us uphold the word of God. Hallelujah. Let us uphold the word of life in our lives. Let us desire them. Don't just have a Bible around. Have it inside you. Living in you. Because you can see the great persecution. is coming. It's coming. And we must imprint his words in us. So even if they can burn away all the books, his words, be etched within us, and the Holy Spirit can. One day, Dake, a man, man of God, who was responsible for the Dake Bible, young in his in his Bible in his Bible school days. His, famous, his name was I think Finis Dake. He was praying and praying for God to open his understanding to the scriptures. And he prayed and prayed and prayed. And all of a sudden, he felt something, a glow, a light upon him. And a light upon his mind. And from that day, he could quote the scriptures, speak the scriptures, any verse, anywhere, without having memorized it. God had given him that gift. He had imparted to him the scripture. And I believe if we can be open enough to God, he will give us that same gift. If we will love and desire and prize and value the word of God, value the, what does the word of God, there is, listen to me, there is no common sense outside the word of God. The word is common sense. You will find life and find a deeper richness to life, value to life once you fall in love with the scriptures. Hallelujah. Apologies for not Going into the Bible series, but I felt strongly that I should counsel and admonish God's people to uphold the scriptures and not deviate from them and not allow culture, not allow society, not, not allow, allow modernity to to shift your stance on the word because. The enemy, the deceiver, the tempter. He's out on an assignment. And he will catch anybody that is vulnerable. Moves around like a roaring lion. Be sober-minded. I told you, never lose this. Never lose this, all right? Never lose this. I love you guys. Um, Let's meet again on Friday. Let's meet again on Friday at 7. 7. Okay? Friday at 7, uh, we'll, we'll try and cover some portions of the Bible series. And I want us to spend some time uh, in prayer. I hope uh, this message blessed you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Good night. Uh, I'll, upload, uh, I'll, I'll upload this right now. Good night.